Welcome to Coindesk's Women Who Web3 podcast, your weekly podcast celebrating women supporting women, investing in women, and bridging the gender gap and wealth through Web3. Blockchain technology can be anything. That's what they're doing. They're here to support other women and they are supporting themselves in the process. There's a revolution happening, a technological revolution happening. How could we not be paying attention and putting our stake in? And we actually have a country, Iceland, who is at 90% parity. And guess what they have? 12 months maternity leave. Isn't that gorgeous? Women, do you want to wait 132 years to have a year maternity leave? I don't. Ultimately, I want Swagger Society to be someone's accountability partner. I want for the first time ever in Web3 to be able to use this new technology to and new new ways to engage in community to get us to our next level. Go from can't to can. What are you doing? What are you wearing? Who are you with? When you feel most like yourself, when you feel most joyful. We have to pay attention to that. I'm your host, Cams, and I'm on a mission to empower women across the globe to unlock the unlimited potential and earning power inside themselves through Web3. Whether you're just crypto curious or a crypto connoisseur, this podcast is for you. Let's get it. Hi, and welcome to Women Who Web3. It's your girl, Cams. On this week's show, we're chatting about creating in the Web3 space and promoting wellness we are graced today with the presence of Robin Arson, the Vice President of Fitness Programming and Head Instructor at Peloton. She believes that sweat transforms lives and her story, and trust me, I read about her story, it's wild, is living proof going from an underwhelmed corporate litigator working in New York City to an ultra marathoner, New York Times bestselling author, driven entrepreneur and executive, successful investor, practicing vegan, OG hustler, okay, loving wife, and ultimately a strong mama. Robin is the two-time New York Times bestselling author of Strong Mama and Shut Up and Run. She's been running through the Web3 space recently and is launching Swagger Society, the first lifestyle membership club in Web3. Welcome, Robin Arson. <laughs> Thank you for that intro. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, by the way, before we talked, I was telling Robin I bought her book. But I only made it to page 17 before this girl shut up and ran. I jumped on the treadmill, you know, 10 months postpartum for the first time and I was ready to go. Robin, what gets you up in the morning? Honestly, I say my dreams wake me up before my alarm clock. I used to be a corporate litigator and I actually had a really fulfilling and robust law career. But I know what it feels like to live at that malaise of just okay. And now... Mm. I'm truly obsessed with my life. Like I created a life both personally and professionally that I'm obsessed with. And I'm very, very grateful for that. And I know, you know, to the extent that I don't feel that drive, that I don't feel like my dreams are, are waking me up before the alarm clock, that's a sign that for a future pivot. Yes. And speaking of dreams, there's this visualization exercise that you do in your book. And you ask people who are reading it, to visualize at a point where you just felt high on life, where you just felt really good about yourself. And it's crazy because I thought I was going to think about graduating from Harvard or being chosen to be a podcast host for Coindesk or something like that. What really came up for me was when I first completed my first half marathon, I never knew my body could do this. And when, mm -hmm. I, as you said, go from can't to can, 
something that you just have absolutely no idea that you can do, which speaks to your life. I've read it. I've read the news. I've heard the news. I've, I've watched the video of you talking about it. I've read your book, you talking about it, of what happened to you in the bar and you turning into a negotiator using courage that you never knew you had. Speaking of all of those things, I wanted to jump into you diving into this crazy new space, Web3, that is just so new. So many people are scared of it. They're like wondering about it. Uh, there's so many <laughs> fears about it. What can we expect from Swagger Society and how you're going to be leading some more women into the Web3 space with your lifestyle membership? Yeah, oh my gosh. So I'm so excited. I've been curating community in Web2 you know, for over a decade, and there's a revolution happening, a technological revolution happening. It's like, how could we not be paying attention and putting our stake in, right? Swagger Society is built on the value system that I have been curating and living for over 10 years since I became a leader in wellness, self-determination, self-actualization, inclusivity. Swagger Society is a lifestyle membership club. So the NFT holders, you know, that will be the unlock, that will be their membership pass, so to speak. But this is going to be the first time that I'm going to be able to engage in true two-way conversations with my followers. You know, Web2 conversations are very much buried in the comments and, and pretty much one way for the most part. So much more robust, unprecedented access to me gated content. So we're going to have conversations with other creators that the Swagger Society community is going to have exclusive or early access to. And of course, you know, we all know with, with NFTs come perks and merch. You know, we're talking to brands about doing really interesting capsules. I really admire what Boss Beauty has done, for example, with Marvel. And I think that there are really fun ways to play with branding, but those are just the perks, right? Move to Earn is something that we're looking at. Of course, it's going to be a fitness focus. This is a wellness-minded community. But ultimately, I want Swagger Society to be someone's accountability partner. I want for the first time ever in Web3, us to be able to use this new technology to and new, new ways to engage in community to get us to our next level. I do believe that this is a community who want to do epic shit. And those like-minded folks are going to meet, create micro-communities, set goals, proclaim their goals. And then we're going to have an infrastructure, you know, with a visible leaderboard and move to earn perks that are going to incentivize us, kind of create that carrot to get to goal. And then I also want to impart, continue imparting, like I started in my masterclass, the superhero toolkit, like the ways in which I and fellow members who I'm sure will be experts in their own right of ways to get yourself out of that funk of using your dreams as that motivation. And then, you know, a practical toolkit to get there. Hell yeah. I want to do epic <laughs> for sure. Where I need this. I needed this. And I missed your three for, I think it was three for 31. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So three for 31 is a challenge that I've done for 10 years. Traditionally, I do it in December. We're moving every day from December 1st to December 31st. And this year was really special because folks who uh, completed all 31 days of that challenge had the opportunity to win allow list spots you know, to be, you know, basically first in line to buy the initial limited uh, NFTs that are going to drop in Q1 to Q2 of this year. But we're going to continue hosting challenges where Swagger Society is hosting challenges right now on Twitter and announcing things, you know, really to the front of the pack on Discord. So I highly recommend if you want to find out more information that you join Swagger Society on Twitter and Discord. And I'll be popping into that Discord as well to engage with folks because I'm so excited about the potential for really unprecedented community. 
There's a lot of talk about the technology, of course, in Web3. And I'll be candid, I'm less interested in the technology. I'm more interested in what it can allow us to unlock and do. And if that motivates someone to have a consistent movement practice, and by the way, the, the goals within Swagger Society don't necessarily need to be movement-based. You know, it could be starting a business, doing something personal, going to therapy, you know, being consistent with that for, for six months or a year. What I want for someone is to realize that they can be a self-generating fire starter. And what we're creating is a kingdom. I want folks to step into their power and know that they always have an invisible crown on their heads. Yes, epic. As a leader in wellness, Robin, not only mental and physical, which we see. You teach that, that masterclass on mental strength, which I plan to take, of course. What are your thoughts on practicing mindfulness as it pertains to building mental strength? And what can we do right now to implement some mental strength into our everyday life? I mean, I really think they're one and the same. I became acutely aware of mindfulness before it was even kind of a, I feel like it's, a, it's a, in a good way, it's a common term that we're, we're using now. When I started running marathons, it was less common. And I became aware of mindfulness out there on the road, like doing long runs. You know, you mentioned that half marathon, you're out there running 10, 11, 12, 13 miles, you uh, (laughs) get very acquainted with yourself. And that inner monologue, it can either be an inner critic or an inner advocate. And I think mindfulness helps create a bridge. It allows us to create grace. And I think especially folks who are listening in Web3, engaging in new projects, this entrepreneurial spirit, this feeling like we're in the midst of the start of a very important revolution, it requires us also to zoom out and take a step back and know, I don't want folks to redline and burn out. I want folks to realize that self-care and mindfulness are tactics that we should be utilizing consistently to avoid that burnout. I feel really deeply that I want folks to, yes, be enchanted with the potential of the technology and the metaverse and all the, the potential worlds that we're creating, But we also are living, having a very real human experience, and I want folks to take care of themselves. I love that. It is so powerful and so tangible to say, are you an inner critic in your mind or are you an inner advocate? You know, you asked me a practical takeaway, or I guess I'll just add a practical takeaway, is being aware. It seems really simple, but it's not easy, is being aware Mm -hmm. of when that internal conversation is taking a turn. So I I will leave you with one simple call to action is, are you speaking to yourself in a way that you would a friend? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, many times a day, thousands of times a day, we Mm -hmm. are our own worst critics and that's just human nature. But I think one way that you could start to own the pen to your story is asking that self-reflective question of, am I speaking to myself in a way that I would a friend or even a stranger? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes the answer is no. So let's make that a yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. And that leads me to so many questions. I read that when you took your daughter to school and she didn't burst into tears, she just went in, grabbed (laughs) a book, sat down, which I hope will be the same for my little baby boy. You were like, I'm not crying right now. Wow. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. She's not crying. That's such a testament to who you are as a strong mama. As a mom, we suffer from so many things, guilt, imposter syndrome, on top of all the other things we already do as, as achievers. When you hear those thoughts coming into your mind, those, those self-limiting thoughts, what's the first thing you do? And what can women do to fight those self-limiting thoughts and that inner critic? You, know, you mentioned the visualization exercise that I included in my first book, Shut Up and Run. And I think that honestly applies to every area of our lives. I think creating mm-hmm. a highlight reel 
of your greatest hits. And it could be, you know, graduating from Harvard or something iconic like that. But sometimes it is the smaller, the smaller victory. And I mean, literally writing that down. Is it in the notes app in your phone? Is it in a journal? I'm a big fan of journaling. And I, the visualization piece of it is oftentimes, especially when I'm preparing for race day, I will initially write down and then just conjure up mentally, visually, five to seven moments in training that I felt confident and that I felt proud of. And I think that's something that we can apply from day to day, whether highlight two or three moments when you had more patience than you thought you had the capacity for, highlight two or three moments when you were braver than you thought you could ever be. And it can be the subtle flex. You know, we watch these movies and story arcs in fiction, and we kind of feel like it needs to be have a score behind it, <laughs> like some crazy Rocky movie or The Woman King which I, I literally am replaying in my mind because Viola Davis is such a badass in that movie. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily need to be like that, right? So some moments in our lives are going to feel like those huge inflection points, but oftentimes it's a small victory. You know, one way, especially women, especially mothers, can combat that inner critic or the external gaze that sometimes can be really heavy is remembering the times when you rose above and that we've made it through 100% of the BS and we're still here. So own that part of your story, like turn the doubt into determination, especially other people's doubt. That's my favorite party trick. (laughs) I love it. And Robin, you're an ultra performer. And again, I want to say congratulations on your second pregnancy. (laughs) I watched the announcement on a video and it was just so incredible. As you navigate pregnancy again, what are changes you make to your routine, if any, to navigate motherhood or to navigate pregnancy? You know, to be honest, I I think living the life of an athlete, I'm very aware of the things that we have to be super aware of when we're pregnant. Um, Fueling, sleeping, how my body's reacting to certain things, you know, cortisol levels, you know, know, all, all, all that kind of stuff, like sleep hygiene, physical hygiene, like that's all stuff I'm very, very mindful of whether I'm pregnant or not. And so I continue to finesse that when I'm pregnant. I I really believe in doing the things that protect our peace. One thing that has been top of mind as I start this year, and I recommend folks who are listening also tune into this, is what are you doing? What are you wearing? Who are you with when you feel most like yourself, when you feel most joyful? We have to pay attention to that, more of that. And that I really prioritize, especially when I'm pregnant, because obviously protecting my energy is is, is key. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I'm a hustler all the time, you know, so I'm still training six days a week. Again, I have, you know, the training of really a high functioning athlete. So I'm not saying this is for everybody, but it is, you know, a six day a week training schedule, teaching at Peloton, on the bike, on the tread, in our strength classes, and really maintaining, you know, all of the partner brand relationships that I have, you know, starting Swagger Society. These are all projects that are even more meaningful to me now that I know that I'm, you know, putting my imprint on something that small humans are going to see and I hope are proud of. I find that balance is a really harmful concept, especially for caregivers, especially for women. So I released myself from the idea of balance long ago. And now I have a short list that is based on passion and values. So I asked myself, is this aligning with my current values? And sometimes it doesn't. And then the answer is no. And I use my no to protect my yes, like a sword. Wow. (laughs) That's incredible. Thank you so much for all of that treasure and advice. Robin, something that I really wanted to touch on is you brought up this really cool trend in 
and women leaders who are venturing into the Web3 space, they're like, forget about the technology. Let's let's talk about the human side. Mm. Um, and something that drew me personally to the Web3 space. Now, I was pregnant when I jumped in and I was on maternity leave. I was learning about Web3. And what really struck me was this strong sense of community among mothers in the Web3 mm. space. You see a lot of women in NFTs on their Twitter bios. They're like boy mom, girl mom. Yeah. They're like mom, chief mom officer. And they're owning motherhood in Web3. As you build out your community in Web3, you build out Swagger Society. What does Web3 mean to you particularly? Why is it so important for women to be involved? Oh, my gosh. So my my husband was in pretty early in the Web3 conversation, you know, in his business and what he does professionally. And so I, my ears started peaking. And then I kind of read about like what Reese and Eva were doing and, you know, the Gary V's and Gaio series. And of course, like World of Women. And, you know, there are so, so many, so many groups that have done really amazing jobs and building bridges and, and really educating folks and, and educating me. I remember my husband going to one of like, I don't know, one of the NFT, like not NFT NYC, but one of the ones, I think it was one of the ones in Miami. He sends me a photo of one of these events and it was just a sea of white men. And I was like, no way. We're not doing this again. <laughs> We're not doing this again, honey. So I love seeing folks insert themselves into the conversation of all kinds. Of course, I'm, I'm super proud to align with women who are unapologetic and, and asking questions, right? Like we're all constantly educating ourselves. And even someone who dubs themselves an expert is constantly needing to iterate and pivot because the landscape changes every minute. I think that's both exciting and scary. And if someone, you know, suggests that, that it's not, then I don't think that they're paying attention. But it doesn't mean that we can't include ourselves in the conversation, attending virtual events, being par participants, of course, you know, in discords and, and just saying, hey, I'm here. What are you interested in? Are you in am I interested in that, too? You know, and just getting curious. I think it's really important to as this new world is architected, that it looks like us. It feels like us. It has a value system that we can be really proud of. It's like we know and, and I think the ways that uh, Web3 is going to disrupt the finance industry, the real estate industry, the, the wellness industry, like there's just so many ways that, that we're in a disruptive time. And I think we should look at that with excitement and curiosity. And when we feel othered and excluded, build what you need. Mm -hmm. I love that. Build what you need, especially in the face of othering. And othering, by the way, if you don't know what that term is, it's a beautiful term that helps us put words to what it feels like when people are leaving out or making you feel like an alien. For example, when she mentioned a sea of white men, um, something I'm super proud of is, I was just sharing on Twitter actually before this call, um, I was accepted to speak at NFT NYC. Yes! And I was sharing, thanks! And I was sharing like, literally, look at this girl whose mom grew up in the Philippines without a refrigerator. Her daughter is gonna go speak at an NFT conference in New York. <laughs> Traditionally tech, high tech space. Again, I want to tie this back to what you said earlier about the Web3 space. It's very highly technical. It's very hard for people to get in. The, the, the barrier for entry is very, very technical. Developers, for example, yeah. software developers are in there. Blockchain developers are in there. But women listening to this, Robin is out here unapologetic, a mom, a leader, and she is paving the way in the Web3 space as well. And I hope that you'll pay attention and that you'll join and you'll follow her everywhere. 
because she got this girl out of bed, literally out of bed. <laughs> I threw my pajamas off. We had boxes on our treadmill. I had all <laughs> these excuses. I was like, I don't know how to turn the treadmill on. I don't have any clothes to run in right now. I have to change. I have to get off of my comfy couch. I just finished breastfeeding the baby. And I was like, you know what? There was something that I read in your runner's manifesto in the book. And it said, courage is a muscle worth strengthening and using. And I was like, you are, you are damn right it is. I'm just (laughs) going to do it. I'm just going to put all these excuses away. I'm going to put my fears away. And I really think in the Web3 space, there's a lot of things that pop up. There's 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 scams, there's the all these things with FTX and things of that nature. But that is nothing to do with the Web3 space in general. That is just a tiny, tiny, tiny part. And that just shows us that we are here to to weed out the bad characters and the bad actors. There's so many Web2 companies, there's so many people like yourself, Robin, who are going into the Web3 space and they're creating these beautiful spaces for people to be who they are, to belong. As you said, you're creating something that people need. Uh, I sure as heck need accountability. <laughs> Girl, I'm telling you, it's hard to get in the gym. And I, I've run five half marathons in my life. I used to be about that life. And then out of nowhere, you know, having the baby and making sure I'm a loving wife. And and now, you know, my, my husband's Guatemalan. So my son is black, Filipino and Guatemalan. And his mom was about to go speak on an NFT stage. I love um, it. I wonder, so this will be our last and I'll go ahead and close the show, Robin. When you see yourself on magazines, when you see yourself on in videos, what comes across your mind? And how do you ground yourself when so much is going on around you? Mm. Well, we, re- we all have a lot of inputs, right? I think it's important to marry the version of ourselves that we put out there to how we're feeling inside. There's so much of a fragmented conversation, I think, happening when, you know, with all these platforms. Are we doing the inside work? Like, I feel at home inside my bones. So when I feel strong externally, that's a bonus. You know, you mentioned your your diverse background and I'm obsessed with it. And I, I'm, I'm a proud Latina. My mom is a Cuban refugee. My father was born in Puerto Rico and grew up in the Bronx. And they totally do not even understand what we're doing with Swagger Society. They're like, what is that NFT? I don't get it. Okay, what? You're going to have a leaderboard. You're going to have a website. What? But they get the the vibe of it, which is to get people to their next level because they're self-starters and they got themselves to that next level. Um, so we're going to widen the aperture of what we think is possible for each other and ourselves. The Swagger Society NFT holders are going to be day one stakeholders in creating this community. And yes, there's going to be rewards and there's going to be a leaderboard and there are going to be kind of functional ways that we're going to incentivize ourselves and each other to get back on that tread, to do the workout, to start the business, to send the email, you know, all these little micro steps that get us to feel like we've reached that finish line. Um, But real talk, there is no finish line. And so that's why the community is so important, because as we evolve into these future chapters, of our individual stories. I want us to have a home and a place of folks who not just tolerate each other, but champion each other from diverse backgrounds. Um, I'm really proud that the art that we're going to unveil soon is representative of non-binary folks as well as men and women. I want folks to see that there are lots of ways to approach beauty and art in Web3, as well as movement and conversations around those important, you know, kind of social justice issues. So yeah, it's just the start of the conversation. It's a small piece of the conversation. But if you want to be a part of the conversation, 
You can follow Swagger Society on Twitter and of course, join our Discord. Woo! I should also mention that Strong Baby, my second children's book is coming out in February. So, you know, this is um, the conversation of movement and enabling our little hustlers. <laughs> we'll continue with Strong Baby um, very soon. Oh, and I'll be all over that because I want my babies to be strong. <laughs> Robin, thank you so, so much. If you could share, what is the name of the Discord? And then where do we follow you on Twitter? So it's at Swagger Society for both, you know, the Twitter and the Discord. And I am Robin Arson, Robin NYC on all social media platforms. Thank you so, so much, Robin. And with that, we're going to hop into our mindfulness exercise. This week's meditation features a handy mindfulness exercise to fight distractions, anxiety, stress, and to ultimately ground yourself whenever you need it. Settle into a comfortable position where you can relax, but you're still alert. Let's take a nice deep breath in together and sigh the breath out. Good. Allow the breath to relax your forehead, the jaw, the shoulders, and the belly, and sink deep into the ground or chair beneath you. Good. Let's get into it. This is called the 54321 grounding exercise. Now, why it's called that is we're going to call out. And we're going to do this together, so I'm just going to share with you how, how to do this. We're going to call out five things you can see, four things you can feel, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. If you don't have access to one or more of your senses, you can choose any of the other senses that you do have access to. Right, let's do it together. Look around you. What are five things you can see? Now, what are four things you can feel? This could be the wind on your face, the clothes you're wearing, the ground or chair beneath you. What are three things that you can hear? This can be outside your window or the hum of electronics. Take a deep whiff. What are two things you can smell? Last, focus on one thing you can taste. Right now I taste mint toothpaste. <laughs> Good. One last deep breath together. Whenever you need just a moment to ground, take one to two minutes, take a deep breath, and try out this 54321 grounding exercise. Have a good week. Thank you, Robin, for joining us. Ladies, we made this podcast for you. Reach out with any suggestions. If you know someone who'd be an amazing speaker, or if you want to jump on with us, email me at cams at womenwhoweb3.com. That's K-A-M-Z at womenwhoweb3.com. 
even let us know if you're struggling with something. If you want us to create a meditation just for you, we want to address what you need. Also, I'm so excited to announce that I will be speaking at NFT NYC. Girls, let's meet up in New York City. If you're going to be there, let's hang out. And more details on that. Follow us on Twitter to find out more. And if you have any thoughts about the podcast or anything of that nature, reach out to podcast at coindesk.com. We are always open to your suggestions, your feedback. We want to be better for you. This podcast is for you and cannot wait to hear from you. Let's get it. I want to thank everyone listening to Women Who Web 3. You can find us on the Coindesk Podcast Network or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to leave five stars. I'm your host, Cams. Thank you for learning and growing with us. Till next week, remember, always look to the sky above, the earth below, and the fire within. You've been listening to Women Who Web 3 with host Kamala Ancantara. This show has been produced and edited by Michelle Mousseau. Executive producer is Jared Schwartz. Our theme song is All Night Long by Lunera. Cams would love to hear from you. You can reach out to her at Cams, K-A-M-Z, at womenwhoweb3.com or podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, Women Who Web 3. Thanks for listening. Join Coindesk Consensus 2023, the most important conversation in crypto and Web 3, happening April 26th to the 28th in Austin, Texas. Consensus is the industry's only event, bringing together all sides of crypto, Web3, and the metaverse. Immerse yourself in all that blockchain technology has to offer. Creators, builders, founders, brand leaders, entrepreneurs, and more. Use code WEB3WOMEN to get 15% off your pass. Visit consensus.coindesk.com or check the link in the show notes.